going to start, as I like to do when we get to about part six in a story, uh, with a flashback. <laughs> so, Pen, tell us about Pen's home. Uh, where does he live? What's his house like? All oh, in black and white. There's a garden with flowers, most of them mm. are dead. But you know, my father thrives. <laughs> Paul Marith. Uh, so, we enter the scene. It's the day Penn returns after his first year at university. Uh, it's, a year, it's been a year of struggles, sickness and stress. Uh, as we mentioned uh, literally 20 episodes ago, uh, Penn got chickenpox right before a lecture by the infamous Professor Ash Williams, a necromancer extraordinaire, and had been forced to miss said lecture. Uh, I think Penn's still a little bit splotchy in this book <coughs> uh, as he crosses the f- threshold into his house. Um, Penn's mother, Criella, stands, burning a local businessman in Hellfire after he tried to buy the house off them so they can build a bypass through the village. And uh, she says, Ah, there you are, Penn. I'd help you with the bags, but I'm a little tied up with business at the moment. Why don't you pop the kettle on and make her some tea? Yes, mother. Immediately. Oh dear, not another one, was it? Your da's in the garden. Go and see if he wants them. What wants a cup? Okay. Now, Mr. Brannigan, what was it you were saying about house prices? Oh god! Oh god! Ah! I see. Very interesting. How does Penn feel about his home life? You. Hmm. I suppose so, yeah. But uh, I suppose, like, having spent a year away at university, has it given him a new perspective? Well, they're in Hexagon University. Why don't they worship their parents? <laughs> it's a very good question, I suppose. Um, so you pop your bags down and head out into the garden, and there, pottering about and watering a garden gnome, uh, is your father, Marith Regante. Uh, uh, he gives you a nod as you come, and sort of uh, gestures you closer. Uh, he's a well-built man of mining stock, thick black beard, and it's, but it's a little flecked with white, and his eyes are a little bit misty. And uh, you see he's uh, pouring water from a watering can over the hat of a stone garden gnome. And uh, he looks up at you and goes, Have you ever tried looking at a garden gnome? Do you wonder why it won't grow? Well, it could be because it's stone. Oh, I'll tell you. It's been strangled by the system around it. By having skin made of stone, it can only grow with more stone. And you wouldn't give a poor garden no more stone, would you? You'd be frightened it had come to life and crush you under its big feet or something. Sometimes I think to myself, a nation that fears its own stone, a nation that cannot walk on its own ground. Oh, there's power in these here stones, my boy. Well, well, I know, I know. There's plenty of power. Oh, yes. What about this here, eh? And he picks up a flower and shows it to you. The hollow heart, they call it. No plant smells something rotten, though. But given enough of them together, put them in a big melting pot, and why, they'll render the most powerful folk in the world as weak as a garden gnome. See, my boy? It's all the power we've got. Get us all together all the power in the hands of working folk and by God will work to change the world. Well, yes, that's why Mum kept the union, don't you know? (laughs) Oh, 
but uh, if we fall apart, we'll just be as helpless as this little fella here who won't even grow when I water him. Well, put the can down, Bernada. We'll go get a cup of tea. I'll tell you all about Hexagon University. Ah, Pen. Yes, that was... That was your name, wasn't it? Well, it still is Da. After my granddad, he wasn't too pleased, I can tell you. And he wasn't too pleased with you. And I wasn't too pleased with you when you said you wanted to learn your letters before you learned your mind work. So tell me then, are you showing your old Da what a learned man can do, eh? Well, it may take a couple of years yet for me to have all of my skills. I think I may be disappointing both you and Mother first, but uh, hopefully not for very much longer. I'm looking into politics, you see. Oh, politics. I was a union man, you know, back in the day. Back, because my old da, you know, he, he was he was a strong man. He, he'd worked down the mine till it killed him. So. Well, well, now here's the thing. Funny you <laughs> should mention dying. Funny that. <laughs> Because there's this fellow called Mark Schaefer. Oh, I I, heard of him. Yes, I I think I might be able to get on the inside track, so to speak. Well, you do your... You just do your da proud. And I'm sure sure he'll do you proud. Where is your da, by the way? Uh, Da, you're my da. Ah, oh yes. I forget sometimes. And he uh, pats you on the cheek and pops a flower in your in your breast pocket and goes, Oh, you just look after yourself and look after your own little garden, and I'm sure you'll make it in the end. We all have to. Well, yes, there's that. Now come along, Da. Uh, you take him into the um, kitchen and give him a cup of tea. Uh, so we pull back to the present day. Uh, to a slightly more stressful scene as uh, you've all uh, run for your lives uh, from the scene of a uh, oozy um, crowd uh, blocked off by a huge gap between building and wall uh, but you've uh, run into the streets uh, that surround the central tower uh, which seems to be Professor Ash's uh, target Uh, but eventually you stop and catch your breath and, oh, uh, oh, oh dear, oh dear, Professor, Professor Bones, do you think she's dead? Uh, Perrin, uh, are you trying to comfort Pen? I think trying to comfort Pen whilst also panicking myself. <laughs> what I, does this look like? I, 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 I don't know, even if she was, even if she was, this is possibly the best company that she could be keeping to die because you are like anti-death, <laughs> right? That's how it works. Well, that, that's my understanding of but, it. Not entirely, but I, I just thought it might be easier if she was dead. Uh, why? <laughs> I thought... She, she well, seemed nice. That's halfway there, you see. Oh. So what, what do you... Are you okay? Um, well, to tell the truth, I think I'm a little scared. I'm mostly confused. So we've got scared and confused. If you combine our emotional energy, you have chaos. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be fine. That's true. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. 
we'll be fine. Quillon, Quillon. Yes. Hmm? How are you? Oh, hmm. Yes. <sighs> perfectly, perfectly good. Yes. Top of my game. Top of my game. Hmm. Yes. Those are. Uh, hmm. Nothing, nothing around here that can harm us, except a couple of birds, fucking birds. I, c I can take those birds out if you like. I can, I can. Well, I think I was. I think you should save your energy. I think we might need it. Illumin, you know, sometimes uh, a, a raven or a crow, whatever those are, looking down. Oh, I've always found them quite friendly. They're that they're, they're like little flappy, spooky friends. Yes, you see a line of ravens on top of one of the rooftops. Uh, their beady eyes are kind of following the necromancers. Although one is looking at Perrin until its neighbour kind of nudges <laughs> it and it goes, oh, sorry. And Wait, looks at Pen instead. did this crow talk? <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it, it seemed to say, oh, sorry, to its friend. Ooh. I didn't see them. Hello. Professor Williams kind of pushes in front of him and goes, not far now. Towers within our grasp. Really? Oh, um, good. The tower, for God's sake, man! The ooze is here! We nearly died back there! Poor Adriana! What? We have to leave! We have to leave! Don't you agree? Come on, chums! Back me up, old chaps! But we've come so far. I'm. The, the, I don't like the look of the ooze. But I also don't like the idea of going back yet. I think I think going back might be harder than getting here. Uh, yes, well, uh, I, I f let, let me just say this. I funded this expedition. I think I should... I'm done with you. You and your morally superior hoity-toity bullshit. You're just another upstart. You have no real power if it bit you in the arse. I'm this close to regaining everything I lost, and I will not be delayed by the likes of you. And he reaches into his bag and starts rooting through it. Uh, what do you do? Um, I, I, I don't think we should be precipitate here. I, I try to get between them. Uh, he's not like attacking. He's just like rummaging through his bag for something. Should we just go to the tower? In a moment. In a moment. Well, what are you doing, Professor? I'm just looking for something. Well, what? Can I help? Can I help? I just try and get a lot closer in. Uh, what are you after? Uh, as you sort of reach out to help him, uh, you knock something out of his hand by accident. Uh, it's a can of face cream, and it clatters along the ground and rolls in front of Perrin. What do you do? I pick it up, <laughs> and I lick it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm making this a character um, trait. Okay. Um, but I quite like the idea it's... that Perrin's first instinct is... Let's just check it's... Yeah. Perrin, make a constitution saving throw. Oh, <laughs> bollocks. Um, <laughs> what do I save? Okay. 17? Okay, uh, you're not hurt. Uh, but dragonborn tongues are different to human tongues, I assume. They're kind of more dragony. Yeah. Like, you, you know, yeah. Komodo dragons at the zoo. He's like, <laughs> you can't see my Komodo dragon impression. Uh, your tongue, for, ex for for a moment, as you lick this cream, it gets all thick and uh, bumpy like a human yeah. tongue for a second. Uh, and then you sort of like spit it out, I imagine. I think I probably gaggled it a bit, yeah. Yeah, it slowly goes back to normal. 
Now that's not happened before. That's my face cream. Give it to me. Give it to me now. I'm ordering you to give it back. Oh, what Why? happened there, Perrin? Um, <laughs> I was just checking it wouldn't kill us by licking it. Uh, it's, it's something weird. Have you... Have, have a look. See if you've come across something like this in your... You know more about magic than I do. I, I make shit up. You have scholarly knowledge. Well, well sort of. I sniff it. Do you want to make an, want to make an arcana check, uh, Pen? 16. You smell like a lot of really powerful um, transmutation magic coming off this screen. What does transmutation magic smell like? <laughs> it smells like... Bananas? Bananas, yeah, sure. <laughs> Magic bananas. Bananas. I'm warning you. Hand it over. Well, why do you need a why do you need a face cream that smells of bananas? Uh, he is. He's sweating. Uh, his skin looks kind of red and splotchy in places. His ears are almost like glowing with this kind of burning redness. Could I uh, cast calm emotions? Ooh, you certainly can. Uh, read the description. Do I have to do anything? Um, it's a d- 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 charisma saving throw. Um, I attempt to suppress strong throw. emotions in a group of people. Um, each humanoid Ooh. in a 20 foot... Oh, and come and get everyone down. 20 foot radius sphere. Okay. Centered on the point I choose, I'm going straight for, straight for him. Must make a charisma right, I'll saving I'll do one for throw. Quill as well. A creature can choose to fail the saving throw if it wishes. If a creature fails, <laughs> choose one of the two following effects. I can suppress any effect causing a target to be charmed or frightened, um, or I can make a target indifferent about creatures of my choice that is hostile. Those are both kind of technical things. Mm. In this way, okay. I'm imagining the hostility is people who have the face creams and trying mm. to calm, calm that down. So I'll do Quill first. Uh, he got a six, so does I think not, he's calmed not. down. Yeah. Uh, Ash, he... I'm afraid that's a natural 20. Yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> Uh Yeah, you can see his his uh, features are kind of twisting and almost as if his skin Ooh, is bubbling. I see. And Ooh. Oh, I've seen my mother do that when she's upset. What's wrong with you, Professor? How did you stop it? Uh, he puts his hands in front of his face and uh, then he uh, sort of turns around so he's not facing Professor? you. Professor? And then he sort of lifts his head up and goes, Mr. Regante, give me the cream now! And the last word echoes in your head. Can you make a wisdom saving throw, Pen? Oh Oddly enough, possibly yes. That's a 19. You are not controlled by this uh, sort of word of um, <laughs> control or whatever. <laughs> but as you break out of it... Uh, black necrotic lightning streaks through your heart uh, and you take five oh points dear. of necrotic damage. Oh my god. But you are not being controlled. What does uh, this look like Ash, visually to the rest of us? Uh, you see just like black oh. lightning leap out of his well, heart. I, I see. Ugh. That hurt. Um, he, are you okay? Can I take a reaction what, to that? What happened? Excellent. Sure, you can. Yes. Because my reaction to that would be... Um, a hellish rebuke. You point your finger and the creature that damaged you is momentarily surrounded by hellish flames. The creature must make a dexterity saving throw 
It takes 2d10 fire damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. 2d10. Uh, he got 5 on his deck save, so... Uh, okay, so here's, here's the, while you roll that, I'll describe the scene. Uh, the fire sort of wreaths around him and he sort of stands there seemingly calm. And he slowly turns around as the fire licks around him, dealing um, him, a imagine, a not insignificant amount of damage. Well, that being as it's pen, not usually insignificant, but actually 17. 17? Uh, yeah, he takes that and he staggers a little and his hands drop away from his face. And you see his ears are now pointed. His head is slightly elongated. Uh, he's no longer the suave and attractive human you've come to know. You see a high brow and shining green eyes as he dances out of the fire, burning himself quite severely, and then he flees Ooh. into the streets. I see. <laughs> so I think he was a little bit elvish. <laughs> so back across the in a different city indeed uh, deep down underground uh, an argument has broken out between uh, these groups of journalists but uh, I think eventually Lisa and the rest of you uh, duck away from them while they sort out their differences uh, Lisa sits on the floor once you get inside this little tent and she looks a bit exhausted and upset uh, what do you do? Pat her on the shoulder and go there there lass Aww. Um She pats your hand as you pat her and goes, We've got a problem. Aren't we always? Well, the beauty of independent media is that they can report whatever they like without some big corporate boss watching over them. They all know that the Murdoch is controlling the vast majority of the national narrative, but they can't work together to defeat him. The differences run too deep. Understandably, sometimes, I wouldn't work with those banana-shaped Earth conspiracy theory people, frankly. I thought we may have found allies. There must be some we can work with, right? I don't think we should talk to the banana Earth people. I think what we need to do is give them all the same enemy. The same... They've all got the same enemy, which is the murder. Yeah, but we've got to make them see that. We've got to give them all the same thing to talk about. What about that think... blackmail story you were talking about? Is there something in that? Honestly, I've not given it a second thought. <laughs> it was three episodes ago, what do you expect? I've slept since then. <laughs> <laughs> Meow, says Lisa, apparently. Maybe uh... we should find something terrible that the Murdoch has done and set them all on the same target. There's bound to be something terrible that he's done. He's obviously done many mm. terrible things. This is true. Did we get a we did get a dossier about the blackmail thing, didn't we? Yes you did, yes, you do have that. Do we have it on us? Yes you do. Oh, uh, right. it, Tim Look, Tim we've got Tim a gave dossier it. about the blackmail thing, it's right here. Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> Me <Yes>. too. <sighs> Let's find one of the reporters and see if they'll back us up. It's one of the sensible ones. Yes. Where should we start? Over there. We've got... Yes, let's start with the um... Okay, we need to think of a funny, funny, funny newspaper name. Um, the the um, 
the afternoon moon. There we go. So the morning star. It's the afternoon moon. Um, I was going to say the random times would be... <laughs> random times is great. I like that, actually. Yeah. Random times. Okay. Somebody's shouting, 10.15. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> False midnight. Um, uh, yeah, you come to the tent of the random times, and uh, one of the reporters you saw before, Leanne Goods, uh, is sitting uh, out front, uh, writing away on a little notepad. And as she sees you approach, she says, "Ah, the uh, Dar Northerners. Nice to see you again. Uh, uh, anything I can help you with? Sorry about the arguments before. Um, we." have a dossier that we would like you to take a look at. We think that we could give you a very exciting exclusive. Ooh. Um, what sort of thing are we talking about? Ooh. Blackmail. Shenanigans. Ooh. Financial stealings. Corruption in high places. All the fun stuff. Ooh, that's pretty serious. Uh, who's, uh, who's doing this blackmailing? Well, you have a look at the dossier because I can't remember. What's in it? Because <laughs> uh, I've then, and so has Agrolad. <laughs> and it's words, and I don't uh, do words. Uh, she flicks through the uh, dossier, and her eyes go very, very wide. She goes, oh my word. Yes, I remember Uncle Monty. He came down here at one point, asking questions. Oh. Well, it seems to implement the Murdoch himself, but it's a little... It's a little flimsy, but yes, it's a step in the right direction. Hmm. If he found evidence and was going to publish it, that'd explain why he disappeared. Hmm. Died. Yes. Apparently he Well, died. yes. Uh, she ushers you into the tent and is like, Now, where on earth did you get this dossier? Um, the draft gate to me. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that may harm your credibility, I'm afraid. Dwarves are notorious for... Did uh, I say dwarves? Notorious capitalists. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just... Uh, well, yes, in this country, uh, dwarves are not well thought of. They're not, and, uh, of course, my publication would uh, frown up to such um, uh, abject capitalists. No, uh, they are part of the horrible system that keeps the working man down. Definitely an elf. Definitely a short... Beardy elf. Oh, an upper class uh, member of the aristocracy, is it? No, that might be an even harder sell to my readers. No, it was an elf from a monastery up in the mountains uh, where they teach honesty and truth and the Elfheim way. Well, that's good. His, you better be telling his, me the his truth his name right was now. Captain Elfheim. <laughs> Captain Elfheim or Elfheim, yes. I see. The, the first Revenger. This... <laughs> and a big shield, didn't he? Big round. Yeah, one. big, big pointy shield. Yeah. Well, this is a good start. I don't. Mm. It's making up the truth. It's really be... easy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a contact who might be able to help us uh, confirm some of the accusations made in this dossier. I understand there's. Uh, the Murdoch likes to dump uh, stories he doesn't want published in a big pit underneath the uh, the castle. Uh, but uh, let, let me let me ask my editor, Frank. Mm? Can I have five minutes off? You can have the week off. I don't fucking care. Thanks, Frank. 
I'll be back in 10 minutes. I know I said five. Let's say 10. <laughs> Maybe 20. <laughs> uh, well, yes. But I want to hand in my story. I'm not publishing it. Yes, of course you are. Now, this way. And uh, she leads you through the um, tents and goes, Beth, yes. Exclusive. That's what I'd like. Yes. Uh, exclusive by me taking down the Murdoch single-handedly. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, our Piper will sell the best that week. I can tell you that. <laughs> You could have your byline in big, big letters. Oh, yes. But uh problem is, when you do a big story like that, you've got to have a follow-up. Yeah. Everyone will have forgotten it by the next week, and uh, I need something to follow it up with. Uh, where's where's this it? pit of all these secrets what Scandal. the Murdoch don't yeah. want? Well, uh, I can't give away all my secrets, uh, but uh, follow me, follow me. Uh, she leads you through some uh, narrow and uh, damp... Uh, tunnels underneath the citadel uh, the sort of drops of cold water land on your head at irregular intervals there's a gutter smell about the place and the air feels kind of thick sometimes and you remember that this is an island in the middle of a river so it's probably a bit it makes sense that it's damp I suppose I think temerity is watching over us <laughs> or is that just uh, Lisa making nervous I noises uh, the tunnel ends at a huge drop into a massive pit. Uh, the pit is full of old papers and scrolls. Uh, there are pipes above depositing more into the pile. Uh, Leanne cracks her knuckles and goes, Okay, I need to be very quiet. There's some uh, security systems around here. And if the Murdoch were to find us down in his secret dumping ground, I don't uh, I think he'd treat us particularly well. Do you have experience with um, dungeons and traps and things? Oh, I. A little bit. Well, I sometimes come here to dig up stories the Murdoch didn't want reported. And yes, some of them are thrown down here because of spelling errors, and a lot because they don't jive with his narrative. So uh, we uh, best get digging. And she dives off uh, into like a like, like a rich duck, du like Scrooge McDuck, <laughs> into a pile of gold. Except it's. A uh, pile of papers. Uh, around the sort of perimeter, you can see um, sort of pipes. Uh, you know, like those um, vacuum pipes that they have in banks and things in, in old style films where they sort of suck up a documents. Vacuum tube. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like those that keep like funneling out, funneling out like scrolls of uh, paper that just go falling into the uh, big pile. Uh, what do you do? Do you follow with a, uh, with a similar dive, or do you try and take a more cautious approach? I'm just going to jump in. Have mm. you met Agrilad? <laughs> Can you make an acrobatics check, both of you? Yeah, Agrilad doesn't have a cautious approach. <laughs> well, I got a five. And I got a twenty-four. Okay, okay Victrina, you just go for you flop. belly flop into this pile of papers. Um, Agrilad, who actually describe what you do as you... Uh, somersault your way down. Right. The reporter did say to be quiet, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Agrilad oh, runs no. at high speed shouting Geronimo as he jumps as far out into the middle of the pile of papers as he can reach. <laughs> and then goes plummeting down. Yep. Uh, it's a fairly soft landing. Uh, but at the sound of your voice... Uh, just as you pass the threshold, uh, the tunnel behind you is closed off with a clang of iron. 
and you hear a small alarm blaring somewhere in the distance. I grab Agrilad's ankle and pull him underneath the surface of the paper and frantically <laughs> shush him. <laughs> uh, nope, somebody you got me. you're frantically... Lisa goes... Lisa has landed beside you and she goes, Oh no! Oh, this is bad! Oh, we're all going to die! Oh, what were we thinking? Uh, you you push her underneath the papers just as right above you a huge circular trapdoor flips open and a huge beaked face peers in and looks down into the pile. Well, I'm a bit winded. I'm not what I'm fit for. I don't tend to chase people, really. Uh, Quill picks you both up <laughs> and carries you along. Oh, How don't strong worry, is Quill? My friends. Oh, oh crikey. I'll, oh. I'll protect you. Don't, 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 don't you worry. I'll protect you. <laughs> Where are you taking us? To the tower. We'll catch, we'll catch that villain. It's my duty, isn't well, it? Oh, Oh, right. Okay. I I may be able to help if I can touch the ground. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And uh, he puts you down. Uh, you, uh, you didn't believe all that stuff he said about me, do you? I, I, I'm not a coward. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the son of an archangel. I'm a shining light to the world. Of course, uh, everything I do is automatically paragon and morally and justice and divine. Oi, shall I let you into a secret? Yes. I'm pissing my pants. Well, 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 of course you would, Penny. I mean, you're you're, you're a demon. Of course, you're, you're part demon. You, you, you're supposed to be bad and. Uh, 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 Does that make you feel better? It um, well, well, it it's it's just what's what I've always been told. I've. Well, can can I tell you a secret? Well, yes, I'm not going to tell anyone. And he looks at you as well, Perrin, and goes, "Can you take, keep a secret as well?" I don't have many people to tell. Cross my heart and hope to die and be born again. <laughs> well, I've, I've never been more afraid in all my life. In, in fact, I, I've I've never been afraid all my life. Not not ever. Well, tell you what, remember this feeling and do everything you can to try not to feel it again. Very well, very well. You're, you're, you're probably right, my good friend. <laughs> He's a great. Let's go yes. before the use gets us. Yes. Uh, as you're walking along, uh, he's he seems to be sort of trying to um, steal himself. He's like, yes, yes, yes. Uh, good, good man, that Pen Reganity. Yes, we were best friends at school, you know, Perrin. Uh, he was, oof, we the trouble you used to get into. Yeah. What was that like <laughs> having having friends and a school? Well, um, I, I was. Uh, well, I didn't really need to be there. I mean, it was all formality, of course. You know, being born of angels, it's uh, it's uh, it's only it's only natural that. Oh, I that explains um, quite a lot. Yes, uh, I I beyond reproach, you know. Uh, oh no, that's but, uh, not what I mean. Yes. Um, well, yes, of course. Um, Quella, would you like a present? Oh yes, of course, yes. Well, I wonder if it might do, because it hasn't done me much good. I have a hat here. Well, it's more of a helmet. Oh, the helmet of uh, the helmet encouragement. Of theme. Oh, yes. 
Okay, yeah, he sweeps off his uh, his sort of gilded helmet and uh, puts the helmet of theme on, and you hear a sort of chorus of angels play. Uh, well, actually, no, you don't, but he does anyway. Uh, and he, yeah, I think he immediately like perks up a bit. Goes, yes, yes, that's rather good, Mister Pen. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you, Penny Boy. <laughs> You've rather cheered me up there. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep him Very beautiful we are. friendship to see. Uh, uh, following the shadows uh, of um, Ash as he I fled. I hate to say it, but he's no good to us dead. <laughs> uh, you find your way to the central tower. Uh, you find the door already sort of uh, has been kicked open. And um, beyond, there's a sort of reception area. And then there's like a set of stairs that uh, whirl around the tower. Uh, as you head up, you see more portraits from the glory days of the city again and again. Uh, you see some of the royal family uh, in their sort of abject splendour, uh, and some of them haven't had their faces scratched out. Uh, Ooh. Hmm. Uh, well, I see. Uh, you see the pictures of the queen. Uh, she's kind of got quite a rounded face uh, of a squish nose uh, you do see some pictures of the pr- of the sleeping princess herself when she was not sleeping uh, she looks fairly average like a just sort of a, a regular elf but she's wearing quite a lot of um, very very traditional jewelry and uh, a very sort of buttoned down um, dress and then you see a picture of the king uh, do you want to make an investigation check both of you yes well that's a seven Okay. Oh, that's a six. <laughs> um, no, you just see that he has uh, a high brow and bright green eyes, and uh, you kind of notice that the princess is a strange mixture of the king and queen, almost as if they're related. Um, <laughs> uh, you hear some movement below, and uh, Quill looks at you and goes, "Well, with my trusty theme music, I'll uh, I'll be able to see the villains off. I'll stand guard." Uh, if, if anything tries to get up here, I'll shout. Oh, by the gods, will I shout. <clears throat> well, yes. Don't try and die. I, I, try and get away if you can. I, I, I assure you, I'll, uh, I'll do everything that I can in my power to, uh, to keep them out, keep you all safe, because that's what heroes do. Well, very, well, very yes. glad that you're here, I suppose. I'm very glad that I'm here, Ro. See? Well, good luck, Mr. Manicotti. Yes. Yes, of course. Uh, you head up the stairs, and uh, it's quite a long climb because this is a very tall tower. Uh, uh, how. Do you want to make some um, constitution checks, I think? Or what is it? Athletics, actually, isn't it? Yeah, to, yeah. to do some physical exercise like climbing up a tower. 12? 16. 16. Uh, I think you're alright. Yeah. Yeah, Penn's a little more out of breath. Uh, Perrin, uh, how does Perrin attack stairs? Skipping, I imagine. Um, no, not not skipping. Skipping on stairs is dangerous. You might lose your balance. So they just sort of like jump them two at a time. Bounding oh. rather than skipping. One at a time. <laughs> Taking care of my hoofs. <laughs> oh dear. At the top of the tower you find a wide, circular chamber. The walls are packed with books and shelves full of small statues, candles, and a lot of vials containing congealed liquid. In the centre of the room is a four-poster bed, a thin curtain, 
all the way around it. Light from a tall window spreading onto the silhouette of a sleeping figure, her chest rising and falling with loud snores. Well, this is reassuringly domestic. (laughs) (laughs) At the foot of the bed, uh, you see Ash. You recognise him by his clothes, but not his face, which seems to have completely transformed into the face of a very highbrow elf. Uh, he's hunkered down, breathing hard, and his hands are shaking. Professor Elvish, I presume. <laughs> uh, he looks up sharply and goes, It hurts, you know? Changing your face hurts well, like death. Stealing a dead man's face dead? will do that. Stealing? You killed Professor Williams? Oh, he was barely out of university when I killed him. Twenty years ago. What? I think he was a stupid boy. Didn't really know necromancy, but I do. I know it of old. Well. And he stands up with black energy forming around his fingers. And who then are you, sir? (laughs) I'm the only one they couldn't kill. He pulls down his shirt and you see a red line across his throat. They tried. She betrayed me. He points at the sleeping figure. Then he reaches into his pocket and takes out a small box of snuff and sniffs it deeply, getting something of a buzz and goes, Something to keep the old bones going. Ah. Now, where was I? Yes, she told them where I was, exchanging her life for my head. After everything I did for her, she pointed the mob at me and they took my head. But (laughs) all kings are necromancers. You darn northerners should know that. Oh, crikey. That explains some things. Do you really think a single family wielding supreme executive power without obligation, without checks? No! The only way to maintain a royal line is with pure, uncompromising death and cruelty. Oh dear. So royalty is just one person (laughs) persevering. Uh, he reaches up and tears the curtains around the bed down. Uh, he's sh- shaking and swaying, and he tries to take another sniff from his snuff box, but drops it. Ah, oh, well, I shan't need it soon enough. Regained some of my power, of course. Had to steal it. Take it from existing necromancers. Develop the face cream to hide my identity. Didn't want to give the game away. <laughs> I, I shall creep around the bed very... Do you want to make a stealth check? And see if I can... Yes. 16. You are just about uh, close enough to him to touch. And you can smell the necromancy on him now. As a, as a, as a seasoned necromancy yourself. What does uh, necromancy smell like? I was going to go for Yes, what does necromancy box. smell like? Well, as a connoisseur... Necromancy smells like a particularly well-done coffee. Uh, What do you do? It's dark Mm -hmm. and it's rich. And if you drink too much... (laughs) Uh, You get quite close to him. What do you do? Well, I was going to go for the snuff box, to be quite honest. Okay, you grab the snuff box. Um, It's mostly empty. Uh, How well does uh, Pen know drugs and things of uh, the chemical variety? 
Um, well, he's got a medicine of plus zero. So. Just make a medicine check. Then. Who knows? Uh, yes. Uh, not okay. very well. Uh, all you know is that it's, it's some sort of drugs that he's been sniffing. I don't think, I don't think drugs are very good for you. You know. Uh, you can see, just as you're hiding, you can see the Murdoch's face poking through, and slowly he starts to climb down, sniffing and quacking as his tentacles sort of quiver around him, and uh, he says, Stealing from my bins. Whoever you are, you best know that I have ways of dealing with people who try to steal from me. I really hope you Victrina's got her hand clamped over Agrilad's mouth. I have, yeah, I've got one hand, <laughs> one hand around Agrilad's ankle and my other hand is clamped over his mouth. And I'm trying to keep very, very still and he's a wiggly little bastard. <laughs> do you want to do a stealth uh, strength contest? Uh, I think he's stronger than me. Not necessarily. You're a fighter, aren't you? Yeah, it's 16. Mm. Yeah, you're winning. Guy only got an 11. Okay. You managed to keep him uh, subdued. Uh, he's sniffing around, going... So what is it you're looking for? You know, I can offer you something. I could offer you a job if you're that interested in making stories. Whoever you are. Why don't you show yourself and we can make a contract... I can get you a nice corner office. How about that? Can we wiggle any further under the pipe? Uh, make some stealth checks. Do you want me to make one as well? Yeah. Twenty-one. 18. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Uh, he gets further and further down, and eventually he's. I don't think ducks have a very good sense. Of no, smell. he doesn't. Uh, so eventually he's standing on top of the pile and you feel it like move alarmingly but uh, with your stealth checks I'll carry over that you manage to stay hidden uh, and he casts his eyes about and says no not gonna come out and he lifts up his foot and starts stamping what do you do uh, I'm going to stab him in the bottom of the foot. Ooh, make an attack roll. My rapier. Okay. So much for staying hidden, eh? <laughs> 22. Okay, yeah, you hit. Roll some damage. Okay. I rolled a... Four. Uh, you do four points of damage, uh, but he does hop back from and that. As Victrina uh, must have let go of me in some way for her to do that. <laughs> I'm exploding out of the pile of papers in his general direction, <laughs> like a small furious ball of rage. He blinks at you, screaming, "I do, Ken." <laughs> <laughs> Who is Ken? <laughs> um, I think his I'm name going is straight Rufus. for his midriff. Alright, uh, make an attack roll. Uh, I will spend the... No, you can't help Shimmer. <laughs> that was Lisa having a, a moment of panic. Panic attack. <laughs> I love being a, a stout halfling. I get to re-roll once. Uh, that was a 21. <laughs> yeah, you hit. Roll some damage. Uh, so the damage on that hit is... Five, and I'm going to follow it up with okay. a flurry of blows. 
Okay, go for it. I think you roll two again. Two unarmed yeah. strikes. So yeah. the first one is a 19. Mm-hmm. And the second one is a 23. Those both hit. So the first one is an 8 damage. Oh. And the second one is a 6 damage. Yep. Uh... Does he have to do a, a dex save or something to stop from falling over? Oh, right. oh okay. <laughs> Whenever you hit with one of your flurry of blows attacks, you can impose one of the following effects on that target. I'm going to try and... Does he seem Knock stronger or dexterity era? Definitely stronger. Right, in which I case say. I will go for the dex saving throw, please. If he fails a dex saving okay. throw against, against a DC of 13, he falls over. Well, that's a two plus five, so no. He falls over. Uh, he falls over, and uh, a huge wave of papers flies up uh, as he crashes down. Uh, Lisa and uh, Leanne, uh, I shouldn't have called these two people a name that begins with L, but we're stuck here now, uh, pop out of the uh, piles of paper as well as the Murdoch is uh, scrambling to try and get up. Uh, Leanne goes, oh god, oh god, what have we done? He's going to kill us. Uh, he, even if he doesn't kill us, he'll ruin our careers, we'll never work again, we'll never live again. Not if we kill him first. Uh, I'm not comfortable with murder. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, go for it. Go on, like a lad. Uh, and a normal unarmed strike again. Okay, Which go for it. Hits. Ooh, ooh, nine points of damage. That's the most I can do with a fist. Youchi. Youchi, youchi. And I will follow that up with a flurry of blows as well. Okay, go for it again. First one, 15. Yeah, does not hit. Second one, 24. Hits. Oh no, wait, the 15 does hit. Meets beats. 15 does hit. In that case, the 15 causes 9 points of damage. And the 24 caused 7 points of damage. Okay, he uh, is looking a little bloodied as he raises a hand and uh, you hear pipes rattling and then water starts spewing out of some of the pipes down into the the pit. Uh, The water level starts rising around you, ruining all of the papers. As the Murdoch looks down at you, Victorino, and goes, So, roaming around in garbage bins, eh? Got a new story that'll completely discredit you and everything you do, Victorino Crested Creep. An ex- Not if I discredit you first. An expose on your poor behaviour? Your manager gave us a very interesting interview. Of course, your dad, he had a lot to say on the matter. So of course, my dad has a lot of opinions about me. Yes. So any story you try and get published about me and my activities will immediately be suspect and dismissed out of hand. I hope you can both swim, by the way. Aye. I certainly can. And he starts uh, shimmying his way back up to the top while the water continues to pour in all around you. Pen and Perrin. Perrin, what are you up to while this scene is going on of the uh, uh, of Ash sort of uh, reaching towards the sleeping princess? I think I'm actually going to try and distract Ash. 
What do you do? Um, what else is... One second, let me do that without moving my squat chair. What else is in the <laughs> room? Uh, you've got um, bookcases. Mm. Uh, I've got some uh, very old, very dusty books. Uh, you've got some little statues, uh, like like sort of decorative little porcelain figures and things on on some shelves. Uh, some sort of what looks like old sort of spell paraphernalia that's really out of fashion. Uh, some stuff that probably like looks like stuff from your monastery, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, probably feeling quite at home with that. Can I use my mage hand to pick up one of the little statues and? bonk him on the head sure go for it uh, i'll just make you do an attack roll uh with your arcana shall we say arcana attack that is a 23 yep that hits uh roll i'm gonna say uh 2d6 plus 3 damage plus 3 this is where 2d6 plus 3 Ooh. 13? Yeah, you smash a possum figure over his oh. face. Uh, his newly reconstructed face. And uh, he spits blood and uh, looks up at you in like absolute rage. I just do a sort of... I do a little little shrug as in, I didn't do it. I'm over here on the other side of the room. Which I think is very funny and nobody laughs, I imagine. <laughs> uh, he... Um, he, he looks at you, Pen, and then says, Pen, kill the dragonborn. Pen, can you make a wisdom saving throw? Oh, fuck. Uh, ten. No, you swing around oh with God. your quarterstaff, make an attack roll against Perrin. Oh, God. Your short sword, sorry. Uh, that would be. Oh, it's a four plus something, so it's not going to hit. Ah, oh, so. Good. You, you swing and a miss. Uh, Ash is just sort of laughing. We were all psychic geniuses in my family. My daughter here was a prodigy. She could persuade anyone to do anything, reaching into their minds, suggesting, subduing, and worse. My necromancy and her mother's psychic abilities combine to make a truly terrifying creature, tapping into your weaknesses and your proclivities. And of course, she'd always know where you were. He picks up a pillow and shoves it over her face, attempting to smother her. The body bucks and twists. What do you do, Perrin? Oh god, I think I'm trying to avoid Pen. Don't want to attack Pen. Mm-hmm. Don't trust this guy to kill her. I think I tackle him. Okay, make an attack, unarmed attack roll. Attack. I'm a strong. Ooh, 23. <laughs> 23, yeah, you do yes, it. Um, I don't know what the damage is for an unarmed attack. Um, is it a d4? Undefined, it's just three points of damage. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, you knock him. I think you, you do knock him off her. And the, the pillow goes uh, skittering across the room. Uh, Pen, can you make another wisdom saving throw? Not really. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, make another attack against Perrin. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> Eleven. That, um, that does not hit. 
again, you swing and a miss. Uh, Ash uh, stands up and sort of wipes some blood from his mouth and uh, looks at you, Pen, and goes, Chicken pox, right? In your first year. You missed my lecture. I remember now, yes. Oh, what a year that was. Uh, he steps around the bed and uh, he um, looks and he raises his hand and you freeze in place, Pen, as he comes up to you and uh, he says, You will obey me. I am your master. Chicken pox is very bad in adults, especially those of the demonic persuasion. When you lay in bed, ill and in pain, I felt the life leaving your body. I cut my talk short so I could see the son of a demon dying in a small university room, and I took from you as much necrotic power as you could give. And you gave so much, Mr. Regante. <laughs> Don't you understand? You died in that room, and I was there to take your power. You see, Pen, your mother may have raised you, but it was I who raised you. What the fuck? <laughs> Campaign Trail Referendum was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Perrin Bazonian, Stephen Poor as Penrigante, Joanne Hall as Victorina Crested Grebe, and S. Naomi Scott as Agrilad. Diana Croft was the newsreader, Matt Corner was Ash Williams, and Genevieve Savion was Lisa Townsland. The theme music was produced and performed by Aim Phoenix. Additional music credits are in the episode description. You can support the campaign trail by going to patreon.com forward slash the campaign trail. We have special perks such as our exclusive Discord server, early access to episodes and the chance to have your own character appear in the show. You can follow the campaign trail on Twitter at the campaigncast, on facebook.com forward slash campaigncast, at soundcloud.com forward slash Corner, and wherever you find your podcasts. So until next time, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure. <laughs>